0: In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time, the Babysitters club, club. Are you ready to talk about babysitters? I opened the game again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you son of a bitch. Ugh. Got my notes up? Yeah. You read the
0: book did i <laughs> <laughs> i did you i did good just today i read it just earlier today as did i my friend but what a good book it was what what was it yeah didn't you think it was a good book
1: i thought it was the weirdest book we've ever read to date yeah and we've read a lot of crazy shit in these <laughs> books this one was like a fever dream
0: jack <laughs> It was off the rails.
1: Like, I had to go reread sections, being like, did I miss a chapter? Like, what is happening? <laughs> this is the weirdest book we've ever read.
0: Yeah. We'll get into it. <laughs> Should we introduce ourselves first? Yes. Hi, hi. Hey, yo. <laughs> and welcome to the Babysitters Club. 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 Good. <laughs> a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and
1: I, Tanner Greenring,
0: talk about god just endlessly about the classic works of prince and zone princess no nope. annabelle no nope. matthews martin the magnificent nope first of her kind nope first of her name nope last of her kind no nope. last hope no nope. for humankind nope stormborn no no none none i thought you were gonna add to it
1: no i won't indulge <laughs> you
0: that Stormborn is yours. That's your. That's your. I little. don't care
1: how I was feeling last week. <laughs> this week, I'm not into it. <laughs> you focus up. Okay, fine. Jack all right, all Princeton's right. own and Matthews Martin. Great, great. Princeton's own Stormborn Princess Martin Stormborn. Yes. Good. No princess.
0: <laughs> Princeton's own and Matthews Martin. Yep.
1: Stormborn. Stormborn.
0: And, <laughs> and.
1: What were you doing this week?
0: Yeah, and this what?
1: this was a bananas book.
0: <laughs> this book was fucking crazy. What were it you was, thinking? It was bananas, <laughs> Anne. Anne, and I.
1: You know what? I saw right at the end. I saw that sly little thing right at the end, Anne, where you're yeah. like, "Not my fault." <laughs> Not all Anne. Au- the author gratefully acknowledges Ellen Miles for her help in preparing <laughs> this manuscript. Nice try, Anne. Yeah. Don't try to pass the buck. Yeah, this was a weird ass book. Yeah,
0: did Al- Ellen Miles put all the weird, crazy, fucking shit where <laughs> Stacy is hallucinating in this book? Yeah, and is that, did was she that do Ellen? that? You you? You just wrote the you wrote a regular book about Stacy visits an old house and has a few babysitting experiences, and then Ellen Miles throws in some shit where it's like, and then she saw the flames rising from the window, <laughs> consuming a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And then at the end, it's like, oh, here is some very very tenuous explanations for all of those crazy-ass things you saw,
0: Stacy. Yeah. Oh, man, I have a theory. I want to hear it. Do you okay. want to say it now? No, I think we... we should do our things. Oh, wow, this is the first. Baby Nation, you heard it here first, and I'd like to hear Tanner corroborate this. Are you saying, Tanner, that you would like us to move on? All right, well, I'm, as you know, all aboard. What we're going to do here.
1: Can we do a podcast about Jack Reacher? <laughs> yeah it's the other thing at the top of my like recently
0: read is there one that's called jack Books? reacher on board i don't know let's find out <laughs> <laughs> jack reacher is super special jack reacher goes to summer camp i'm presently reading one it's just called make me yeah that's a good one there's a new one man yeah there's a new oh wait there's
1: a new new one it's coming out in one week what's it called night school
0: oh that sounds awesome uh lee child jack reacher
1: Night school, night school.
0: Uh, Make me is really good. Um, I'm enjoying it. Good. That's not what we're talking about here today.
1: What I'm not we... interested
0: in what we're talking. about. <laughs> I know you're not, dude. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to tell me. <laughs> what we are talking about is the classic works of Princeton's own Princess Anne, Anne, Matthews Anne, Martin. Matthews Martin. Stormborn. Stormborn. <laughs> <laughs> and her works. Her I'm pre-ordering this Jack Reacher <laughs> book. <laughs> And her classic works I'm now gonna describe this book And then if I leave anything out I'm gonna put 60 seconds on that big bad clock And Tanner's gonna fill in the details Are you ready sir I'm going to begin Look at me oh, This sounds so good <laughs> Fuck you. I can't
1: wait till this comes out
0: Listen to me I'm gonna begin describing this novel <laughs> any minute now <laughs> I'm gonna begin now In the summer of 1990, a young girl named Anastasia McGill stopped to look in the windows of an abandoned house that was slated for demolition. Five days later, she was discovered in the same spot, raving about ghostly flames, swarms of buzzing flies, and terrifying visitations from the spirit world. The fantastic story of her harrowing experience has been widely publicized, but Anastasia never disclosed the full details to the media. Now, her own carefully reconstructed memories and independent interviews with a number of local girls from her babysitting group reveal the mind bending details of the sensational, chilling event known as Stacy and the mystery of Stony Brook. True story. Good. I, took, I I took a lot of that from the Amityville. Yeah, horror. But it's
1: just that. <laughs> There's Which a lot of
0: horror references in this
1: book. Yeah. You yeah. know what, Jack? Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. You know when this episode's going up? When Halloween Day. What?
0: That's so perfect. I hope you're spooked out right now. I hope baby you're nation. spooked out, baby nation. Uh, you don't want to know what's going to be spooky. Is you you describing? It's not. spooky.
1: This is full of horror. There, I just want to really quickly hit the horror references. Yeah. The house you mentioned.
0: The house of Amityville.
1: The house that is like the Amityville house Mm -hmm. in this novel happens to be on
0: Elm Street. Wait, really? Yep. Shit. (laughs) Ever hear of it? I had a dream about Freddy Krueger last night. Did you really? Yeah. That's weird. I sometimes dream about Freddy Krueger. It's the worst. Why? I don't know, man. That's
1: so weird.
0: Yeah. I wish it wouldn't happen.
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Elm Street. Mm Mm-hmm. Obvious references to
0: Amityville Horror.
1: Yep, they mention it
0: up all and down in the text, book. baby nation. Look it up. If you didn't read it along this week, you can look it up in the text. The somewhere. house
1: on yeah. Elm Street was mm-hmm. built upon a fucking graveyard, a burial ground, a burial ground, which is a common trope in horror. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a key feature of pet cemetery, pet cemetery which is also mentioned in this book. Mm-hmm. But also, the house is haunted by a poltergeist another classic story of a house and entire town mm-hmm. built on an ancient burial ground yep it is just it is it is a who's who of horror
0: yeah it is a who's who of horror and the occult and the otherworldly and the ethereal and the things that bump in the fucking night the key lesson from this novel that justifies Everything that Tanner and I have talked about over the last 35 fucking episodes, Anne and Martin reveals, and this is not taken back at the end of the book when she tries to take everything back.
1: Nice try, Anne.
0: Yeah, nice fucking try, Anne. The town of Stony Brook was built on a burial ground. Yes. That is Confirmed. Confirmed. Thanks. In canon. Thanks, Anne. It's in canon now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see you fucking wriggle out of this one.
1: Well, I think she can. Yeah. Let's get through my 60 seconds. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. But yeah. then I'm pretty sure that she yeah. can wriggle out of this one.
0: All right. Listen, before we go any, we go any further, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the big bad clock, and you're going to fill in the details that I may have missed yep. about what happened in this novel. Are you ready, sir? Born ready. Let's begin now.
1: Okay. So there are multiple readings of this book. I'm going to ignore the most obvious reading for now and just give you what happens in the text. Stacy McGill needs to take care of Charlotte Johansson for an entire week. Her parents are going to visit the ailing Grandpa Johansson and Charlotte needs to stay with Stacy for a week. It's like she has a little sister. It's so much fun. Christy uncovers a... Oh, so they visit a haunted house. Sorry, they visit an old house that's slated for demolition, as Jack stated. Christy discovers a book that has a map in it that reveals that all of Stony Brook is built on an ancient burial ground, and the house is one of the oldest houses in the place. And I'm, there's no way I'm out of time already. Uh, they it, it, they demolish the house, the house is haunted, and they meet an old man who lived in the house,
0: and he says and the house is haunted. You know what I, I want to do? Yeah. I want to bring back an old segment. Yeah. What's it called? No, do 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 no, no, Google. No, it's no, no, <laughs> called... No, 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 no. <laughs> Double takes. Double takes. Where you get another 30 seconds to fucking tell us what happens in this book. Okay. Because, boy, you got hung up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start it again. I'm going to give you another 30 seconds. Okay. Are you ready from where you were? I think so. Okay.
1: So Chrissy discovers a map. It, it shows that it, this house that is old is is one of the oldest houses in Stony Brook. Um, Stacy and Charlotte keep visiting it and they keep having weird visions and then everyone starts having weird nightmares about the house. They visit this old man who lived in the house and he says it's haunted by a in ghost a fucking called- fucking nursing home. Old Rubber Nose. And yeah. um, then he mysteriously dies and, and leaves a note for Stacy that says, psych, all that stuff was just a joke. Um, but Stacy just keeps having nightmares and then they conveniently explain away all the weird ass shit that happens in this house and then that's, then that's it.
0: There's a lot that happens in this book. That's why I gave you an extra 30 seconds.
1: And how do you think she can like wriggle out of this, this elaborate maze she's made for herself? I'll tell you how. Okay. At the beginning of this book, can you tell me kind of one thing? Well, it it comes up in every Stacy book. Okay. But it seems especially prevalent. Mm-hmm. In this book. Right. What is what is Stacy and her parents most concerned about oh, towards the beginning of this
0: book? I see where you're going. Well, they're deeply worried that her diabetes is getting out of control. Yeah. It's n- worse than normal. Right. Something's going wrong. Like, even just regular foods, her dad is like, Stacy, something's going wrong. Right. Yeah.
1: The, her doctor and Stacy and her parents seem to be chalking it up to, like, puberty. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, Stacy's going through a lot of changes right now, and it makes it hard to track her blood blood sugar levels, and her diabetes is harder to keep control of, and she really needs to kind of keep an eye out on what she eats, right right That was foreshadowing, Jack okay. at some point in this novel, yeah, Stacy McGill slips into a diabetic coma <laughs> and from that point on the it's event. it's purely the the fantasy. Taking place within Stacy McGill's head. And Freddie can get you in a coma, right? Oh my God. <laughs> can, like, Freddie will have a fucking field day with you while you're in a coma. <laughs> Oof. Like, he doesn't have to worry about anything then. He's got all the time in the world when you're in a coma.
0: Happy Halloween, Baby Nation. This
1: book is too weird. Yeah. For it to not be a fantasy. I was fully expecting, when I got to the end of this book, I was fully expecting to be like, and then I woke up. Yeah. Cuz it was so weird and they never it's quite so, explain it.
0: I think we need to paint a picture for the baby nation about how fucking weird this book is. They Stacy and Charlotte Johansson show up at the old mysterious house that's slated for demolition. Yeah,
1: all of a sudden, all of a sudden at the end of Stacy's street, yeah, there's this creepy old house. <laughs> it was never there before. Nope. <laughs> But it's been there since the beginning of
0: Stony Brook. Oh, and by the way, Stony Brook was fucking built on a burial ground. Cannon. Cannon. Now, Ann. I'll tell you something, Ann. If you want to call me up right now, if you call me (laughs) right now, I'll let you take that back. (laughs) (laughs) I will let you take that back. If my phone doesn't ring within the next five fucking minutes, you have her numbers, And Yeah, just ask the fucking scholastic lawyers. (laughs) All 12 of you assholes. Alleged assholes. And we know you're listening. <laughs> oh, we know you're listening. <laughs> you call us up and you say, hey, that was a mistake. It's not canon that Stony Brook was built on a fucking burial ground. I'm not sure ground. it's
1: canon. It happens, oh. ap- it happens post-coma. I think we need to assume <laughs> that Stacey McGill has slipped into a diabetic
0: coma. Stacey McGill and Charlotte Johansson show up. They either- make- Jack, they make
1: such a big deal of Stacey's troubles with, like, maintaining her insulin yeah, levels. Yeah, was going wrong. They make such a big deal about it at the beginning of this book, and then it never comes up again.
0: I just assumed that that was preparing for, like, book number 47, Stacey and the Trouble with Death.
1: No, it was preparing for book number whatever dumb book we're on right <laughs> now. Stacey and the Diabetic Coma, where she <laughs> fantasizes about Freddy Krueger coming after her in her goddamn
0: dreams. Well, let's talk about the fantasy. Okay. She and Charlotte Johansson show up. There's this empty fucking house. The construction workers have left from their demolition. They see a face in the window. Right. She comes back later. She sees a flame burning in the window. Yep. She comes back later. The house is coated in swarms of of buzzing flies. flies. Yeah, which reminds her of the Amityville Horror, which happened. I looked this up. The Amityville Horror the true story that the amityville horror is based on happened in 79 so it's it's that's Very a recent, recent history yep that's like anna martin lived through that both the girls see flames in
1: the windows yeah charlotte and stacy are both at the house they see flames in the windows they're like right. oh my god the house is on fire stacy jumps into action mhm because as much as i hate to admit it stacy is a go-getter
0: stacy fucking kicked ass in this book
1: she kicked ass yeah also lending to the fact that this was perhaps a fantasy-fueled coma vision. Okay, we'll table that for the nonce. Because av- as we both know, Stacy does a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Very low on that list is kick-ass. <laughs> but she kicked <laughs> ass in this book. She, she sees a fire in the front window and she goes and grabs a wheelbarrow full of water. I don't know why there was a wheelbarrow full of water there. Because there a Yes, because it was a dream.
0: What happens? You see a fire in your dream. There's she runs up to the window. No fire. No fire.
1: Both girls who hallucinated it. Yep. That night they go home, they go to bed. Both girls, Charlotte and Stacy, have, have a seen. nightmare about the house. They
0: have the same fucking dream.
1: They have the same yep. dream. Yep. Where they are standing in front of the house and they are powerless to prevent
0: some tragedy befalling the house. Stacy dreams of a fire. She can't help the person who is screaming in the windows because she's frozen in her place. That same night, Charlotte's dream. There was a storm coming. I could hear the thunder and lightning was flashing in the sky. Then all of a sudden, the ground where I was standing right there by the house started to shake. Then the worst part happened. I was looking at the front of the house, and all of a sudden, I saw something at the front door or at the hole where the front door used to be. It was a pair of hands, two Old, old hands. They were all skinny and bony, and they were waving. It was like they were saying, Come in, Charlotte. Come in. Oh, Stacy, it was so awful. That was Charlotte's dream.
1: And then, worst of them all, is the house is demolished. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of Stony Brook comes to watch... The house be demolished. Right.
0: Everyone in Stony It's probably the fucking best thing that's happening right now. There's no boys basketball games no, this week.
1: It's, it's off season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everyone's like, well, what are you doing? It's, it's October basketball yeah. season hasn't quite started yet. Yeah, All of Stony Brook shows up to watch this house being demolished. The, demolish, the, the demolishers, consummate professionals. They know how to do their jobs. And you know what? A building being demolished, not exciting. Uh-huh. It's by the books, you know? All Sandbrook shows up. They're all bored out of their minds. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Let's get out of here. This is boring." They're, they're just tearing phones. this place down, yeah. brick by brick. Who cares? Except one person, Stacy McGill. Stacy McGill. Mm-hmm. The second the the demolisher's wrecking ball bites into the building, Stacy slips into another vision of the house being engulfed in flames, and from the flames steps out the the figure of a man beckoning her, calling her, Stacey, help me. Stacey, come. Stacey, come just into like the in house. Just like in her fucking dream. Exactly. And No, she's looking around frantically. She's like, is anyone else seeing this? And they're yeah. all just like chit-chatting and being like, this is so boring. This is such a by-the-books demolition.
0: Yeah. What are we even doing here? This house wasn't even here two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> now we have to demolish I'm going to go swimming it? in this swimming pool full of corpses. <laughs> And Charlotte Johansson says, I'm going to go watch TV, and what, What? sorry, are you calling me from inside the TV? And she puts her hands up on the TV, and then yeah. she's gone. <laughs> oh,
0: plot elements. This book is too scary. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jack, Stacy's going crazy in this book.
0: She's going crazy. Okay.
1: And then she talks to this old man, who's like, yeah, it's, it's Mister true.
0: Old he Mr. tells He tells her some shit.
1: Oh my God, he tells her some shit.
0: The thing that he tells her that is most interesting is the tale of old rubber nose. Old Mr. Hennessy, they get... Claudia fucking takes a moment to do something that Claudia would never be expected to do. She goes to the library. <laughs> uh huh. This book, like, the the narrative that claudia is experiencing is so like an, her favorite nancy drew that she feels like it's worth going to the library to look some shit up right she goes to the library and figures out that the house where all this creepy shit is happening at belongs to a man named old mr hennessy right and then she looks him up in the white pages and he's still alive he's like 92 years old he's in a nursing home right they go visit him Stacy's like, hey, Mr. Hennessy, sorry, I know you don't know me. This is crazy. This is crazy. But here's my number. Here's my number. <laughs> Call me Stacy. Very good. <laughs> All the other boys.
1: <laughs> All the other boys. <laughs> What do they say? I don't remember. So they, they the, talk to Mr. Hennessey. They're trying to date me. And they're like. They that, is oh, that is true of Stacey. That is <laughs> true. Um, Mr. Hennessy is like, oh, yeah, I lived in that house all my life. I saw a lot of crazy ass shit when I was living in that house. Yeah. The pl- including the, was nuts. the ghost yeah. of Mr. Rubber Nose. Yeah. Mr. fucking Rubber Nose. It's like
0: ripped out of a little sister book. Yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. One of these ghoulish. The Bone Catcher. I thought that too. You wouldn't know, you Baby Nation, Baby Bees. Yeah,
1: sorry Baby Nation, we're referring to a, a kind of a spin-off podcast of our own.
0: It's a, You know how like when shows get too big for their boots and then they end up having a bunch of spin-offs that nobody watches?
1: No, everyone watches, like, like they're more popular than the original, people the, kind of forget that they're the Babysitter's to the Club, original.
0: Club, which is the podcast that you currently listen to, starring... Me, Jack Shepard. And me, Tanner Greenring. Has a spinoff. And, yeah. you know, I'm embarrassed to say it. But there is a spinoff. It's called The Little Sister Little It's called Babysitter's Club,
1: Club, colon, Little Sisters, starring yeah. me, Tanner Greenring
0: Yeah. And me, Jack, and Jack Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? Don't remember.
1: Oh, and so Mr. Oh, Mr. Sniper. fucking Rubber Nose. It yeah, sounds Mr. like he knows. could come from a,
0: a Little Sister book is... And this is corroborating the text. This guy, old man Mr. Hennessy, says to Stacy, oh, thanks for coming. Let me tell you the tale of Mr. Rubber Nose. He was a guy who, in, in old Stony Brook when I was a young man, had his nose chopped off. Yep. Then he lives his life, and everyone's like, fuck you, Mr. Rubber Nose. You're a nose weird is a fucking gone. nose. Like, I'm super uninterested in being your friend. Right. Then he dies, but he haunts that fucking house forever fucking more. Right. Until, according to old Mr. Hennessy, he can find someone who will love him despite the fact that he, he has a like a rubber nose replacing his old nose. Okay, so here's what I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Rubber Nose is a weird-ass fucking name to just come up with. Not Really? Rubber considering nose? Considering his affliction. Rubber nose. <laughs> Not considering his affliction, considering that you're Anne Matthews Martin. Uh-huh. Rubber nose. Uh-huh. What is an obvious anagram? <laughs> uh, may I ask you? Rubber ones? <laughs> <laughs> Let me set you up here with some information that will help you. In Boner rebus? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't want you to... I didn't actually is it want Boner you to. Rebus? <laughs> no, I didn't want you to actually look at her. A... Let me tell you something. Uh-huh. <laughs> let me tell you something that is true of this novel. Stacy looks into the mysterious house of Stony Brook. <laughs> and she's. There's some good ones. She sees flames.
1: <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Uh, let me actually do this on my own.
0: Okay. Burn. Okay, Yes. Yes, yes. Flames. Burn or what? Rubber. Okay, let me work out what I've got. Okay. Burn Rub. or.
1: Is it burner bees? <laughs>
0: yes, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no! <laughs> Man, rubber nose? Yeah. It's an anagram. Yeah. For burn? Or bees. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's something that Anne Matthews Martin just casually threw into this fucking crazy, batshit-fucking book. Burn or bees. Stacy looks at a flame. And guess what? Guess what I can now reveal to you, baby nation, and something that Tanner fucking already knows. The swarm of flies? That Stacy sees behind the house that reminds her of the Amityville horror, the terrifying swarm of flies. It's explained away. It's explained away at the end of the book by Christy. You know what she says? What does Christy say, Tanner? It's
1: bees. <laughs> it's
0: not flies. That Oh, uh,
1: so Stacy, that horrifying swarm of flies you saw all over the house. Oh, don't worry. It wasn't flies, it's it bees. was just bees. Christy was grinning. And remember those yucky flies that reminded you of that movie? She said. That was a bunch of bees <laughs> whose hive had been disturbed by those guys. <laughs> you're lucky you didn't get stung. Don't worry, Stacy. It was just bees. It was just bees, and you're lucky you <laughs> didn't get stung. You know what Stacy did instead? She got burned. She got burned. She had to sit and watch. As the house burned down.
0: <laughs> it's one or the other, Stacey. It's your choice. It's a fucking binary put it's to you Stacey. by Anne Baby Matthews Nation. Martin. This is
1: a choice for all of us. Burn? Burn or bees. Or bees. <laughs> Someday, you know what? All of us are going to lead good long lives, yeah. Baby Nation. I believe Happy that. lives. I believe that for every one of us. Yeah. And then we'll expire in the night.
0: Yeah. But laying with in the bed. the person who loves us most.
1: Next to us, the person who loves us most. And we'll... we'll our souls will go somewhere. It'll be a dark void, and there'll be a presence there. And the presence will just look down at us and say,
0: "Burn or bees.
1: Choose." And you'll have a tough choice to make, baby nation. And you know what? You're in luck because you've got a little insight.
0: Yeah, choose. Bees. Imagine just
1: imagine never hearing this podcast or reading one of these books and hearing that. And you're like, yeah. oh God, I don't
0: know. Oof, who knows? yeah those both sound bad yeah choose bees baby nation
1: choose choose burn baby nation (laughs) purging fire that will consume us all (laughs) jack Uh, yeah it's all diabetic coma dream it must be because it's too
0: fucking weird fucking crazy the shit that happens this book is nuts
1: this is a weird ass book. This is a through the looking glass it's fantasy coma dream. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But did you have? Uh
0: huh. Uh meow. Did you get one? Yeah, I got one. I got a super quick one. Okay. The real fast. It's early on Uh in the novel. Yeah, Stacy is describing Marianne in the Chapter 2 section where they repeat everything that happens every fucking Chapter 2 for 35 books in a row. I just skip those now. (laughs) I read them because sometimes you get good stuff in there. (laughs) Apparently. Where they're just like, ah, Christy, where's turtlenecks? Apparently
1: you can get Burns of the Week in there.
0: Yeah, Claudia is fashionable. Here's what Stacy says about Marianne. Marianne is extremely shy and sensitive. And I mean sensitive. She cries at the drop of a hat. Probably because she feels sorry for the hat. (laughs) That's it. Very good.
1: (laughs) She's got deep empathy. Marianne. I bet she looks in her closet every day Mm -hmm. when she's picking out her outfits. Yeah. And she feels bad for shirts she hasn't worn at all. Fuck,
0: that is also true of me. (laughs) That is 100% true of me. Do you want to know a true fact that's maybe a little bit too revealing? Yeah, please. I am currently wearing a pair of underpants.
1: Uh-huh. I'm I'm noticing them.
0: <laughs> wearing a pair of underpants that are ripped all the way up both sides on the back. <laughs> uh-huh. It's an audio medium, so it's not, it's not <laughs> X-rated just yet. Uh-huh. And I'm wearing them under my shorts. But the reason that I'm wearing them is because... It's one last it's one last dance. One last for, tango, huh? One last <laughs> tango for the... They got ripped, and I was like, I'm going to throw them out. And then I was just like, you know what? Don't want to
1: close my eyes. <laughs> <pants. laughs> don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, Pants.
0: And tomorrow... You and Mary Ann both, man. <laughs> tomorrow they're going in the trash. Ugh. Just like... may flights of angels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know my... Dumb burn of the week. We already we're we talking about, about burn it. of the week. It's stupid.
0: Yeah. What's your fucking burn? This of was
1: the just week? too weird of a book, man. <laughs> mine. We already talked about mine.
0: It's like everything burns in this book, Claudia. Yeah. Everything burns. Everything burns,
1: or everything bees. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you make your choice. Claudia goes to the press library w- for bees. <laughs> press for one now. <laughs> Baby nation. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia goes to the library. Yeah. She's researching. The history of Stony Brook. She's trying to figure out who this house belonged to. She figures out eventually that it belongs to a man named Ronald Hennessy. You know, she's caught up. She's like, okay, I'm I'm on to something. I'm on to something. This is this house belongs to a Mr. Ronald Hennessy. Where? God, how do I find this guy? How do I find a Mr. Ronald Hennessy living in Stony Brook, Connecticut? I have no (laughs) idea. Like, I have no leads. Like, how do I? Where do I go from here? Turns out, Mrs. Kishi, Claudia's mom. The head librarian. Did we know that before now? I didn't know. It felt new to me. Finally, Claude went over to her <laughs> mom's...
0: <laughs> I'm loving your Burn of the Week already. I'm sorry. It's really good.
1: <laughs> Finally, Claude went over to her mom's desk. Mom, where would you look to see if someone who used to live in Stony Brook still does live in Stony Brook? <laughs> Mrs. Kishi looked up at Claudia, surprised. She must have wondered what Claude was up to. But she didn't ask. She just smiled and said, "I would try the phone book." <laughs> Claude told me later that she wished she had, there was a trapdoor that she could have fallen into right then. How dumb she had been!
0: <laughs> so wrapped up, yeah. She was, she was deep in this conspiracy. She, she, she thought her mom was going to be like we beneath, have a secret archive. Yeah, beneath the basement, there's a secret archive Let's of check the the rare Freemason's books logs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look it up in the film book. Good. Good, burn. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Jesse's. I didn't have one. What? Tearful moment. Oh, I'm fucking loaded with tearful moments.
1: We'll just, we'll we'll get there. You were saying Jesse. I have some shit to say about Jesse in this book.
0: Oh, cool. That's awesome because I brought up Jesse because I had some shit to say about Jesse. I didn't take conversation class in college, but yeah. my memory of how conversations work is that when one person brings up a conversation topic, yeah, but then they the the other get person to... derail[s] them and they have to bring it back up. <laughs> no, nope. like... I don't think that. I don't think that's how it works. I think the way it works is if imagine, let's role play here. Love role playing. We're at a cocktail party. Yep. Great. Oh, have
1: um, have you read the latest New Yorker magazine? <laughs> No, I haven't. Oh, there's so many stimulating articles in it. Can I get you more champagne? Please do. And what's your name, sir? Sir Archibald <laughs> von Pissenwald. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why are you laughing?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just remembered. It's just my name. A, a hilarious uh, joke I read in the New Yorker. Uh, tell magazine. me about
1: it, please. <laughs> Walk me through it. It's I ins- can't wait to hear shouts it. Shouts and murmurs. Yeah, it sounds enchanting. <laughs>
0: It's about a woman named Jessie.
1: Uh-huh. That's um, a very crass name. It sounds very American, am I right?
0: Her name is Jessie Ramsey, and I was wondering whether I... Oh, yes,
1: how draw. <laughs> Go ahead. Mark Von uh,
0: Markson. <laughs> I've heard of you. Oh, yes. Might be allowed to talk about the thing that I personally brought up. Please do. Oh, okay. Is that how we do it in polite society? That's how
1: we do it in the Pissenwald family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Archibald von Pissenwald is a new.
0: Yeah, he's in the Canonel Anne. 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 Great. So the guy who brings it up, I think we've proved with that role play, the guy who brings it up gets to talk about the thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot what we were doing.
0: Great. Jesse's weird, constant, like, presence and absence in this novel. Did you catch it? Absolutely. Every time that Jesse is mentioned, she's mentioned in terms of her absence. When Charlotte's family calls up the babysitter's club to be like, hey, can someone babysit Charlotte for a week? They're like, oh, Jesse would be able to do it, except Jesse's just away. Like, no Jesse's going to New Jersey for the Jesse's going to New Jersey for some fucking weird reason. Christy calls an emergency meeting at the Babysitter's Club, which has only happened, I think, probably maybe three total times. Quote, everybody agreed
1: that an emergency meeting was a great idea. As it turned out, Jesse was the only one who wouldn't be able to make it. Yep. She had ballet class. Oh,
0: turns out Jesse has ballet class. Uh, and then when they first discover the weird map, like the crazy map that falls out of the secret weird book that somehow is just sitting in an old chest that Watson Brewer bought, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> when they first look at that map, they're like, oh, we should talk to all the babysitters about it, and then... Stacy is like, we didn't even try to call Jesse because we knew she was away for the weekend. Right. Why would you remark on that? Why Why would you bring that up? We weren't thinking of it. Except that Jesse's just not there. Everyone's there except Jesse.
1: What does this mean about Jesse?
0: Here's all that I can think of in terms of what this text brings to explaining that. There is a moment when Claudia goes to the library to babysit for a bunch of kids. Yep. And they read a little book. And the idea is that they'll read the book, and after they've read the book, they'll paint a mural together yep. that represents their feelings about the book that they just read. Sure. Here's the description of the mural. Besides the dinosaurs, there were soldiers with amazing weaponry, witches holding brooms, ballerinas, and a Candyland-like area where lollipops grew. It was a great mural. So... So the children of Stony Brook The children of Stony Brook
1: They have some kind of naive insight
0: There's a fucking There's a a house that just sprung up out of nowhere Yep. That's full of ghosts and spirits It's surrounded by dinosaurs It's The children of Stony Brook are talking Soldiers
1: with amazing weapons Right Not even sure who that is That is a faction yet to be discovered, baby nation Yeah But what we do have is the witches, obviously The ballerinas And what we do have is the ballerinas Yeah
0: Living in their candyland fantasy world, right? So all I can say in terms of Jesse's absence is
1: she's busy she's busy
0: conscripting yeah,
1: fellow ballerina candyland soldiers, right, in the battle against the witches, the unseen soldiers with their fantastic weapons, and the fucking dinosaurs. Wow, what a what a world we're living in. Yeah. You know, you know the only place capable of creating such a rich tapestry of fantastical delights is Jack Stony Brook, Connecticut. The mind of a broken young woman named Stacy McGill.
0: If you were in a diabetic coma, what kind of a fantasy would you have?
1: Me personally? Yeah. Probably something inspired by a lot of the stuff I've been doing lately. I've been Try to draw
0: on. from the things we've been talking about today.
1: Oh, oh okay. Um if I slipped into a diabetic coma. Right now. Right now. God forbid. I would find myself on a lonely country road. Mm-hmm. And I would be walking down it. And after some time, I would come to a crossroad. And there would be a man sitting there strumming a banjo. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Oh, I guess I'm lost. Um, can you point me in the right direction? And he would gesture to the right. And he would say, Well, you can go right. You gesture to the left. He would say, You can go left. And I would say, What's to the right? He said, You go to the right. You, you burned. Burn. I said, well, what's to the left? He says, you go to the left. Beads.
0: <laughs> and Baby Nation.
1: And I say, I don't want to go. And he says, you have to. Burn
0: or beads. Baby Nation. It's all in the text, people. It's like, all in it, the sounds like, text. it sounds like we're making this up. It's all right there in the text. It's all right there in the text. She's out preparing the way for the war that is coming. She's the ballerina in that mural. Uh, Stacy is off in a fucking Candyland fantasy. Guess what is a Candyland fantasy? A literal diabetic coma. <laughs> wow. Stacy is off in a Jack. quote unquote Candyland fantasy. It's right there in the text. Diabetic coma. They are preparing for a war that is coming. Is there any evidence in this text, my friend, that says that stony brook is preparing for a war yeah the
1: war is mentioned many times yes it is a game that stacy teaches to young charlotte johansson a card game
0: why are we doing this why are we playing war over and over again and charlotte's like more war more more, war more
1: more more.
0: they're preparing for the war that is coming stacy is in a Candyland fantasy but there is a war coming to Stony Brook, my friends. Which side will you fall on? Burn or bees? <laughs> Which side do the dinosaurs fall on? I don't know. I fucking, whatever the dinosaurs are on, that's the thing that I'm <laughs> Are you serious that you didn't have in this novel? Cheerful woman? A. <gasps> 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 Tearful tearful moment. Moment. Yeah.
1: I'm low enthusiasm because no I, didn't, I absolutely did not have one. Meow. No, I'm very low enthusiasm. I didn't have one.
0: Okay. Do you think that I might have had one? I don't know. Do Frankly, you... I don't care.
1: <laughs> if did I... you have one? There was no tearful moments other than old man Hennessy dying.
0: I miss you, Stacy, Charlotte said. I wish you could be here to read Charlotte's Web with me. She sounded kind of sad, but I knew she must be glad to be home with her parents. She told me all about her grandpa and how much better he was feeling. We talked for a long time, and we didn't mention our, quote, mystery once. Finally, it was time to say goodbye. I have to go to bed now, Stacy, said Charlotte. Good night, big sister. I had a lump in my throat, but I smiled and said, Good night, little sister.
1: Yeah. That's the last line of the book.
0: I love you. She actually says, love ya.
1: Love ya. you." Know, Jack, here's what I'm worried about. Okay. You and I both live in Brooklyn, New
0: York. Uh, let's not triangulate. The concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> <laughs> we... We live in the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. If you can figure that out, if you can penetrate through <laughs> that <laughs> thorny mystery and figure out where we live, then good for you. Don't tell anyone else. We you live and I in the live, concrete jungle.
1: You and I both live butt blocks
0: where dreams are
1: made. From of. a very prominent avenue in Brooklyn. Feels like you're really triangulating now. Named after one of the two major bodies of water on this planet.
0: <laughs> okay. Good. Well, what's weird is we live but blocks and now I'm really triangulating from two different streets. Yeah. Both of which I mean the big one are named after two different <laughs> bodies the, of water on this planet. I mean the big street
1: which is named after the smaller body of water. <laughs> Uh-huh. Two hundred and fifty years ago, Jack. Yeah. That was the main avenue Mm -hmm. for continental soldiers. Okay. Marching against the British Mm -hmm. in the Revolutionary War. Right. Countless, countless, countless soldiers, Mm -hmm. both British and Continental, fought and died on this strip of land that is now a major avenue in Brooklyn, New York, named after a major body of water that is not the Pacific Ocean.
0: Right. Soldiers with
1: amazing weaponry.
0: Amazing weaponry. And dinosaurs.
1: And now, 250 years later, mm-hmm. there's apartment buildings all over the place, including yours and mine. Right. It's urban sprawl. Are we, Jack, are we mm-hmm. living our lives built upon the the graves of the fallen dead? Shit. And do we have to worry about old rubber nose <laughs> haunting the hallowed halls of our buildings at night? Because now I'm worried about it. I wasn't until now, but not like a million, a million people have lived and died in this neighborhood that we're living in, Jack. Yeah. We live in a big city, an old city.
0: Yeah. Can we go home? We can go home. I'd just like to say one thing. Is it
1: even our home?
0: It's... It's the home of the souls of a thousand fallen soldiers. We're living on borrowed land. We're living on borrowed time. I'd just like to say one thing to Baby Nation right now. When this episode is released, it will be Halloween. And if on this Halloween you see at your doorstep dinosaurs, soldiers with amazing weaponry, witches holding brooms, or ballerinas, take a second... To think for yourself whether you are who you think you are or whether you are Stacy in a diabetic dream.
1: Or if, if you see any of those things come to your door on yeah. Halloween night, yeah, like, do not hesitate costume. to yeah. lash out at them and strike them down with the fury of God. Yeah. It may look like a small child <laughs> in a costume, yeah. it is not. Strike them down. That is that is Strike. the trick they play on you. <laughs> Strike them down and
0: say this is yeah. this is in the name of Stacy McGill. Yeah, and if you're in New York, also call four one one. Please call four one one. Hey, hey, we did it. I'm
1: going back to my notes.
0: This has been no, don't go to your notes. We're gonna... we're done. We're done here. We're done here. This has been another episode of the Babysitters Club Club. I have been Jack Shepard. I have been Tana Green. This week. We read Stacy and the Mystery of Stony Brook. Next week is going to be a special, super special week. Why? Because mean? we're going to have read Babysitters Club Super Special number two. Ooh. Babysitters go camping? Babysitters summer vacation. Babysitters summer vacation. Is that what? Is know, that what is? Absolutely not. Who fucking knows?
1: Babysitters a cat mohawk?
0: Babysitters go camping in Camp Mohawk. That's not it. <laughs> All the babysitters uh, get together and go to a camp. Babysitters. It's called Super Special. Babysitters Club. Super Special. Number two, babysitters. Summer vacation. That's what I said. I know. <laughs> babysitters. Summer vacation. I've been Jack Shepard. I've yeah. been
1: Tanner Greenring.
0: Claudia. Claudia. No, 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 Don't you fucking dare. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks You would think that boys had just been invented. Now turn off the game. I'm trying. I'm doing it. Just turn it off and get. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm trying. You're not trying. You're trying to kill a zombie with your plant. Turn off the game. I'm trying so hard. It's <laughs> oh, it's not... not working. I don't. <laughs> I, I have been a teen and I know this particular trick. Yeah. You just hit power on the Nintendo. God, it's. Uh, I'm trying, uh. <laughs> just turn it off, dude. It's bedtime. Okay, I'm doing it. It's bedtime. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> okay, I'm out. I'm out. All right. Maybe pull up my notes. Check, check, check,
1: check check, 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 check. Hey, let me pull up my notes. Oh, Winky. N-